The Honor and Remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read The Amateur Mission Statement. The 30 Truths About Amateurs. The Four Stages of Being an Amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by amateur nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation. It's not just a podcast. It's a movement. This is episode 243, AS, Artificial Stupidity. On today's episode, the Keebler elf isn't done sticking his sciency nose in your life. This week, and are you fucking kidding me? And how to tell if you're not a pussy. Plus, tasty, sarcastic bites on a la carte, and somehow I'm still able to find three things that are done right on three pro things. And as always, Pro Nation gets mentioned first. Shouts out to Richard Pezrock, Chef Torres, Vinny Zena, Gail Fulmer, C. Drill Kill 33, Paul Mosca, 0414 Blake, John Lumbus, and Brandon Taylor on Instagram, Mary Fergwillay Weiss on YouTube, and a special shout out to Urzep on Instagram, who snagged some free No Amateurs teas when she contributed an entire topic to the show last week. And I love this. She messaged me saying, Amateurs are speed bumps that get in our way. It is an eye-opening and refreshing way to move through the rest of life. 
Time to get rid of undulations. These shirts are needed on every corner as notices to the weak and feeble-minded to get the fuck out of the way and to ruin their own lives. She also mentioned how her daughter, Marlise, is working at the radio station at Case Western University in Cleveland, Ohio, and she said, quote, There are people on campus who are hiding that they actually are conservative on campus. So she shares your podcast. Marlise, you have great parents, and I appreciate the support. Shoot me an email, Marlise, and I'll make sure you're not the only one in your family that doesn't have a no amateurs tee so you can show it off on campus. My Instagram is at lou.santini3. You can also find me on Truth Social, at Lou Santini. Your post of the week is where I got the title and inspiration for this week's episode, and it's from Thomas Sowell. Ours may become the first civilization destroyed, not by the power of our enemies, but by the ignorance of our teachers and the dangerous nonsense they are teaching our children. In an age of artificial intelligence, they are creating artificial stupidity. As always, this show's foundation is common sense. It can be curt, sarcastic, blunt, vulgar, and sometimes hard to hear. Yes, I get angry on this show sometimes. Bitter? Oh, you bet. Laziness and complacency does not live here. This show doesn't make excuses for those who want to destroy America simply because they're weak, compliant, bored, unfulfilled, and go along with the narrative and what's popular. This podcast rails against, well, that's just how things are now. This show will not pander. Use this show as a weekly emotional vent. It's your outlet. This show is for you. You, listening right now. This is why I quote the pros who listen to this show. This is why I use and credit audio clips and other posts from the pros out there that align with the ideals of pro nation. Amateur nation is full of misplaced, irrational, frenzied emotion. This show, representing pro nation taps into the much-needed, properly-channeled, targeted emotion with sarcasm and levity sprinkled in, responding to the boring, repetitious mainstream media, the press, and all the other podcasts that are lacking it. We already got the what in the news that you see and read every day. We all pretty much know the why, corruption. The how, money, influence, and power. The where, America. The who, well, we read about them daily, too. We know who the main players are in destroying America and, frankly, the world. The right amount of anger, when used properly, can be a very good thing. Our imaginations can run wild when you add up all the true evil that is being thrust upon us at every turn. We can't go around being mad at the world 24-7, but this podcast can help you compartmentalize that understandable anger and balance that with laughter, even if out of desperation and exhaustion, for around a half hour every week. I hope it helps you. I hope these weekly messages land with you. And I hope I entertain you and make you laugh. Every week, at least once. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Push the button. Step one. Topic number one. I begin this first topic with a quote by friend of the show, Alert Pro Shane Zettelmeyer on Instagram, who posted, Trust the science has never been anything other than a marketing term. That means shut up and obey. And this from Wellness7Warrior, also on Instagram. Remember that game you played as a child called Simon Says, where you did whatever you were told quickly without thinking? Millions of adults are now playing a game called Science Says. Same rules apply. And don't forget, Dr. Anthony Keebler L. Fauci is science. 
I recently mentioned how, isn't it funny that Fauci seemed to be vanished from the earth now that there's talk about bringing masks back and more vaccines back, despite almost two years worth of evidence that proves that neither does shit, and in fact both have been proven to be harmful and or deadly to Americans. But wait, that doesn't mean this genocidal amateur doesn't have input about other stuff. He's like Fredo from The Godfather. I can handle things, I'm smart, not like everybody says. This from the Washington Examiner. Why should anyone care about Fauci's opinion on climate change? First off, hats off to Zachary Faria, the commentary writer for this piece. It says this, Dr. Anthony Fauci is the personification of the incoherent anti-science pandemic response that millions suffered through for two years or more. So why are we still expected to entertain his opinions about anything, much less about areas of science where he has no expertise? Not sufficiently run out of public life as he should have been after his lies and arrogant mistakes during the pandemic, Fauci has now decided to grace us with his opinions on climate change. Fauci said that the climate change countering has to come from an international commitment and that climate change is responsible for the crazy weather that we're having in this country. Science isn't an exact science. Oh, you mean the purposely set Maui fires that murdered hundreds, possibly thousands, so the elite could steal their land? That crazy weather? The article goes on to say, What does that crazy weather caused by climate change include? According to Fauci, the fires in Hawaii. The ones that, in truth, were likely caused by a power line and were certainly made worse by incompetence at every level of government is one such example. Another is that Texas had something like 75 days in a row over 95 degrees. Fun fact, historically, the average high temperature in July and August in Texas is over 95 degrees. Science, you crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah. The article continues. Fauci's mediocre analysis can be criticized on its own, but there is another question here. Why does Anthony Fauci's opinion about climate change carry any weight? If trusting the science is the only thing that matters, why should we listen to Fauci, whose expertise is in infectious diseases? Fauci went to Cornell University's medical college and then began his career working at the National Institutes of Health and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He is no climatologist. Being a climatologist is not a prerequisite for having a worthwhile opinion on climate change, but Fauci is the same man who ordained himself the representative of the science. He leaned on his credentials more than anyone throughout the pandemic, despite how often he got things wrong and how much damage he did to the country. He showed throughout the pandemic that he was dishonest, arrogant, and had terrible judgment. He burnt his credibility during the pandemic despite being an expert on infectious diseases. He has nothing to offer in any other area of science. Fauci will certainly continue to offer his opinions, given his massive ego that was inflated by liberal media during the pandemic, but those opinions are worthless. Fauci should have no influence on any area of public life anymore. Well said. Great article. Don't forget, when you're attacking Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Man, science is handy for everything. Maybe he could use science to help the Cleveland Browns finally win a Super Bowl. In fact, here are more sciencey tips from the Keebler Elf. For a more intense orgasm, use a chainsaw. Lose up to 50 pounds a day on the Chop Off Two Limbs diet. Save on monthly expenses by getting rid of your least favorite child. 
slash your grocery bill by eating your pet. And now this. And now for step two. Topic number two. It's time for This Week in Are You Fucking Kidding Me? Let's start with California. California is asshole. What have I been saying? California Democrats have proposed Bill 553, which, ready for this, makes it illegal to confront or fight back against looters, burglars, and shoplifters. If you try to stop any of those crimes, you'll be fined nearly $20,000. California's just not a safe place. No shit. Then let's take a short but yet now expensive flight to Denver, where Denver will pay $4.7 million to settle a class action lawsuit to the corrupt communist fraudulent Black Lives Matter that alleged that protesters were unjustly targeted for violating the city's curfew during demonstrations over the killing of George Floyd in 2020. City councilors unanimously agreed to the deal Monday without any debate. Meanwhile, the owners of small businesses and residences who had their livelihoods stolen get nothing. Then let's take a much longer, much more expensive flight to China, where they have drafted a law banning speech and dressing, quote, detrimental to the spirit of Chinese people, sparking debate in China. People who wear or force others to wear clothing in symbols that undermine the spirit or hurt the feelings of the Chinese nation could be detained for up to 15 days and fined up to 680 American dollars. You know, you guys ought to watch it. Making fun of people like that, you could hurt their feelings. Satan's right-hand man, Bill What-Does-A-Boob-Look-Like-Gates, wants to control all food with Gates AG1, as in one agriculture for the whole world, with him controlling the seeds in seed banks. He says that agriculture innovation accelerators that fund technological innovation to mitigate climate change. Man, climate change is in everything. I think it's in your cereal and your condoms. Gum. Fun fact, AG1 promotes, among other heinous things, land and water grabs and corporate control of food and farming. He already owns most of the farmland in America. What's more, he pledged $315 million to the Consortium of International Agricultural Research Centers Trust Fund, which is a merger of corporations and government, always a lethal combo, that controls resources, research, and policies on food and agriculture worldwide. Man, I've never seen someone so caring about the world and the human race as Bill Gates. Wait, was that sarcasm? Need yet another reason to never drink Bud Light? Bill, I won't be happy until I'm the only man on the planet. Gates bought 1.7 million shares of Anheuser-Busch stock after Dylan pretend girl Mulvaney tanked the stock. Bud Light, now with more mRNA. Okay, kill him! And finally, in the latest Maui murder news, Hawaii Governor Green's Build Beyond Barriers Working Group recently met to discuss the project proposals for the redevelopment of Lahaina. Just one problem, the group was selected three weeks prior to the fires by Governor Green's Emergency Proclamation for Housing, which suspends dozens of laws, thereby helping expedite the building process. Even better, no public testimony is allowed, and written testimony has to be submitted 24 hours prior to the meeting. I'm sure the remaining homeless destitute fire victims have easy access to pen, paper, and or computers. Not to mention all that free time since they have nothing now. Go fuck yourself. 
Leave a review about this show wherever you listen. You'll get a few bonus teasers throughout the week and a sneak peek Thursday trailer every week when you follow me on Instagram, Truth Social, Facebook, and or YouTube. See and read more about me at my main website, lusantini.com. A la carte and three pro things a little later and how to tell if you're not a pussy on topic number three next. Hi pros, Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world, and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising tell-it-like-it-is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash S. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Drybarcomedy.com slash S. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. The honor and remember flag is a nationally recognized symbol that sends a message of appreciation for the sacrifice made by our fallen heroes and their families. The flag flies at many NASCAR races around the country, and you can help honor our nation's fallen military members and remember the eternal sacrifice of their service by flying the flag too. Text FLAG to 71777 or visit honorandremember.org to learn more. Together, we remember them all. Back to you, fuckers. All right, now step three. Topic number three. Hit me! Do you like to eat healthy and stay fit? Like to laugh? How about freedom? Like freedom, do you? I stumbled upon this post from Laura Matsu Gunther on Instagram where she said this and notated her comments with screenshots from real headlines found online. I looked them up. They're all legit. Her post read this. I love how literally anything can be labeled far right these days. Don't want to take a medical treatment that could potentially kill you or give you myocarditis? You must be far right. Do you think eating healthy and exercising is better than taking pharmaceuticals? That's far right. Prefer olive oil over canola? That's a far right talking point. Do you have literally any opinion that goes against what they told you on the news? Guess what? You're now a far right extremist. Okay, here they are. This headline from Rolling Stone magazine. Why is the right so obsessed with seed oils? Wellness influencers and conspiracy theory peddlers love to demonize seed oils, but experts think their fears are bullshit. Stay in your lane, Rolling Stone. Just keep giving every album that comes down the pipe three and a half stars like you've always done. And ooh, you use the word bullshit in a subheadline. How hip, how unprofessional. Seed oils are things like sunflower oil, canola oil, and soybean oil. Common sense tells you anyone that cutting back on them or cutting them out of your diet entirely will literally change your health. These oils are the kind most commonly found in processed foods and fast foods. So let me get this straight. Not wanting to eat these seed oils in processed and fast food. Not wanting to eat processed and fast food and eating healthy and trying to live longer is far right. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. You think that's stupid? Look at this opinion piece on msnbc.com. The far right's obsession with fitness is going digital. Complete with a flexing bicep, literally amongst a backdrop of Hitler youth giving the Sieg Heil salute. 
The subheading reads, White supremacists' latest scheme to valorize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. I guess the elderly group that comes to my gym on Wednesdays for a fitness class should have the FBI raiding their homes. Or the black guy that I spotted on the bench last week. Or the tiny Asian woman who uses the elliptical during my entire workout. All white supremacists! The article says, Physical fitness has always been central to the far right. In Mein Kampf, Hitler fixated on boxing and jiu-jitsu, believing they could help him create an army of millions whose aggressive spirit and impeccably trained bodies, combined with fanatical love of the fatherland, would do more for the German nation than any mediocre tactical weapons training. I know that's why I work out. Not so I don't die of heart disease or to keep my cardiovascular health in check or so I can play sports and walk up steps without getting winded or to keep my joints lubricated and my bones strong. It's just in case I have to join a white supremacist army. Not to clear my head and help reduce stress and to stay attractive to my girlfriend. The horror. We're going to look amazing in our selfies of ourselves. I was just telling someone the other day that if there were a civil war between the right and the left, it would be the shortest civil war in history with the highest death toll on the left. Those concave-chested or morbidly obese amateurs too pale to fight in sunlight after being indoors all day working on their TikTok videos and OnlyFans accounts, surviving on fast food or an all-vegan diet and no exercise, no gun skills, or even if they had guns, their fingers mangled in permanent video game paralysis. Like freedom? What are you, some sort of diet-conscious, fitness-crazed Nazi? From CBS.ca, why the word freedom is such a useful rallying cry for protesters. Now you're just trying to piss me off. Now, before I dive into this nonsense, let's pause and appreciate the fact that so-called news sources are now devoting stories about what you and others are thinking and saying. This isn't a story about the Valley Girls speaking craze back in the 80s that was a fad. This isn't a story about Ebonics that destroyed the English language. This isn't a story about an event or a news item. This is a story about a word, a beautiful word that has many meanings to different people in a variety of circumstances. But when is freedom a bad thing? The article's subheading, the word has become common among far-right groups, experts say. See, amateurs will read this and two things will be processed. One, it's online, so it's true. Two, experts say, and then they do no follow-up research or critical thinking while reading the article because their steady diet of sound bites and TikTok and daily anxiety meds will keep them mentally sedated. Consider this post I found from Ozetti on Truth Social. Have you ever heard USA, USA, USA at a Democrat rally? Neither have I. USA! 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 It's nice to hear that, isn't it? This is an older article from uh, February of 2022 during those trucker protests in Canada about freedom. It says, as demonstrations against COVID-19 restrictions continue across Canada, the word freedom is on the lips and placards of many protesters. Often associated with protests and rallies in the United States, the term has taken hold among protesters who are part of the Freedom Convoy, which rolled into Ottawa in late January and has become entrenched in the city's downtown. For many, freedom is a malleable term, one that's open to interpretation. Evan Balgord, executive director of the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, says... 
When they're yelling they care so much about their freedom, they're taking freedoms away from other people who don't have the same kind of agency and choice that they do. The balls. Not once in pro-nation, when it comes to vaccines and masks and all that other shit, has a pro wanted to take away the right of an amateur to kill themselves with untested gene experiments and masks. What choice or agency does the other side not have that we do? Name it. Go. Let's just say that America operates as it should with common sense and overnight, real, President Trump says, anyone who wants the vaccine, feel free to get it. Wear your mask if you want. But from now on, there will be no discrimination of work, schooling, or public living interference for anyone who does not want it. Explain how you, an amateur nation, have had your freedom infringed. You haven't. It's pushing social good, a cutesy little term, over individual freedom. Now, listen carefully. I'll say that again. It's a cutesy little term over individual freedom, that is, pushing social good. Now, along those lines, without jumping subjects, take, for example, the transgendered agenda. This audio from Mindset of Potential, explaining how individual freedoms are taken in the world of socialism and communism. Listen carefully. You see, there is nothing new about transgenderism, kids. Nothing. The difference is the political environment you are now in. Back in the 1970s, the left predominantly, but also many on the right, believed not only in free speech, but also in its twin ideology of libertarianism, which was essentially the idea that so long as they are not harming anyone else, adult, adult individuals should be free to do whatever they like, especially in the privacy of their own home. In a libertarian world, where the emphasis is on the individual, Transgenderism was fine and caused barely any ripples. But we don't live in that world any longer. The left here and throughout the West, having successfully taken over all our major institutions, have done precisely what Marx and Lenin instructed them to do, which is to abandon individual rights and impose collective leftist authoritarianism. Now, instead of the individual being free, the individual must bow to whatever the authoritarian collective left demands. Which means, because the authoritarian left have decreed that women can be men and men can be women, the whole of society must change and bend to the will of the authoritarian elites. And finally, the one that hits home to this comedian found on medium.com this headline Laughter, the new symbol of the far right. <laughs> Oh, he's serious. By the way, while the headline can be found, the article has been taken down. This explains how Amateur Nation can't meme and all the worst comedians are amateur millennials whose entire routine is about their anxiety, depression, and how the world is against them and nothing is their fault. It also explains the censorship and cancel culture perpetrated by the left, i.e. Amateur Nation. Because, as is often the case, comedians the best ones anyway, shine a light on the ludicrous, the stupid, the annoying, the speed bumps of life, the amateurs that are in your way every day. Here are some other headlines found from CNN about laughter being far right. Pay attention to the far right's use of memes to stir extremism. Not memes! As opposed to 
canceling and ruining entire careers over decades-old tweets or assaulting comedians on or off stage or denying Kevin Hart the job of hosting the Oscars because of old tweets. But those memes, look out, brought to you by the amateurs who say clapping triggers them. There's nothing wrong with making people laugh. How about this one? The dark side of laughter. Humor is a tool for othering. Othering. Sounds like yet another lame movie based on a lame book by commie Stephen King. The Othering. Rated R. In case you don't know what this stupid nothing word is, it means, quote, to view or treat a person or group of people as intrinsically different from and alien to oneself. Can you imagine to treat someone else differently than yourself? So which is it, amateur nation? Are we all the same or are we individuals, you know, like trans people? I mean, we all know they're special and the minorities and the homeless and the illegal, uh, sorry, immigrants. They're all special. Enough of these full meals. I don't want to get all far right on you, but let's get some smaller, lighter bites by dining off the a la carte menu. Here we go. We now know what kind of person Oprah really is. Looks like she's been learning from Lakami James on how to ruin an image. Is she a great big fat person? Yes, despite Weight Watchers. Oprah, a billionaire, appeared with The Rock worth 800 million, asking you, a hundredaire, or maybe a thousandaire, for donations to help out the remaining Maui residents who were not murdered by Oprah, her friends, and not my government. Don't worry, FEMA to the rescue after they're done with the $1,000 a night resort hotel stays. And don't forget those hefty $700 checks from President Coloring Book's administration. Hell, America got more money for not having COVID. Oprah, you don't appear or talk on TV or the internet anymore. Speaking of land grabs, China owns almost 400,000 acres of U.S. farmland as of December of 2021. Almost half of it is in Texas. What could possibly go wrong? Looks like Liberty Safe just got added to the boycott list. Digital everything is better, right? I saw that there's a new movie called The Batman. Lazy title much? So this is where we are in remakes, reboots, and sequels, adding the word the to the front. Ooh, the Batman. Coming soon, the Jaws. 99.99% of these transgendered men are suffering from mental illness, whether real or fake. When faked, used as an excuse to get into women's dressing rooms and locker rooms and or to groom and molest children. Amateurs often ask, would you make fun of a person who has mental illness? Yes, when they prey on society and especially when they prey on the vulnerable, including America's children. And yes, when they use this ruse as an excuse to get preferential treatment and disrupt society or engage in criminal behavior. Did you know literally everything, including me saying this sentence, affects climate change? I'm sorry. How dare you? The governor of California has the solutions to fix the state. So what's it gonna be? Paper airplanes? How a rock works? Here's Gavin someone check for the mark of the beast behind his ear Newsom with his 10-year plan to save San Francisco. Warning, it's complicated. Pencils ready? We believe fundamentally that food solves hunger that shelters solve sleep, and that housing solves homelessness. And that's why we established this framework, what we call a 10-year plan to end chronic homeless in San Francisco. By the way, his 10-year plan began in 2008. Good luck, California. 
funny how the two most prosperous times for America in the last 50 plus years were when Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump were presidents. Men who were not politicians by trade. What does that tell you? Speaking of politicians, New York commie mayor Eric Adams, who once wanted to welcome all the illegal aliens with open arms, says New York is done because of illegal immigration, saying it will destroy the city. Funny how the tragedy of 9-11 didn't destroy New York City in the long term. But keep voting for Democrats. Amateurs! Look at that. Just last week, a topic on this show mentioned how the CDC said the masks not only don't stop the spread of COVID, I mean the flu, but now the NIH suggests that N95 masks may expose wearers to dangerous levels of toxic compounds linked to seizures and cancer. Now, I'm no scientist like Dr. Fauci, but I'll take the flu over seizures and cancer. Instead of presidential debates, I'd like to see one between Dr. Keebler L. Fauci and Dr. Peter McCullough. Regardless of contents, the first cereal company that uses a Ziploc bag wins by business. Chicago is just a brain trust of bad ideas. No, first they politely ask their gangs to limit their shooting literally half of the day, leaving law-abiding citizens a full four hours to live in the illusion of safety after working an eight-hour day. And now the mayor, Brandon Johnson, is suing Kia and Hyundai due to those models of cars being easily stolen. In other news, the city of Chicago is also suing the makers of all jackets, purses, and pants for making wallets so easily accessible for pickpocket thieves. I'm sensing a little sarcasm. Sometimes it's a struggle to find three things in this world that are done right, but I find them. This is three pro things. Number one. I spend less when I use cash. It's the act of pulling out my wallet or taking the cash out of my pocket that slows me down when deciding on a purchase, or at the very least, reminds me of what I'm spending. And this is exactly why the NWO wants you cashless. If you're not touching anything, you'll spend more. Not to mention the tracing, tracking, and controlling of your buying power. I stumbled upon monicasmith.com, and in one of her tabs on her site, it notes that one of her campaigns is Keep cash alive. It says, I bet you're thinking tapping my phone, card, or smartwatch is so easy. Why would I bother using cash? It's too inconvenient. You're right. It is inconvenient. But what if it's worth the effort? It smartly mentions cash supports businesses. Cards support banks. And before I list some things on her website, how is reaching into your wallet or purse inconvenient? How lazy are you? Yeah, this is, the, this is the world we live in where we want uh, uh, hands-free driving. We don't want to touch our shoes to slip our shoes on. We have to use Hey Siri for things. We can't even hit the button anymore to look things up. Anyway, she goes on to say, and all these are such easy, smart, common-sense, valid points about why cash is better. She says businesses save money instantly on transaction fees. They have more control over their profits. If you can help save that business money, they are more likely to keep staff employed and give back to their local community. Small to medium businesses are an integral part of keeping your local economy and community thriving and growing. So then she says, so what's wrong with a cashless society? Well, for one, cash jobs on the side will no longer be an option, which create economic hardship and higher debt. 
Tech companies have invested heavily in making electronic transactions secure, but hackers are always one step ahead. In a world of 100% electronic payments, the risk of falling victim to fraud rises significantly. If cash dies, your location and purchases will be tracked automatically. You won't be able to opt out or unsubscribe. If you are on any government funding whatsoever, they could restrict you from spending that money on certain things that the government does not condone. Cash allows you to make anonymous purchases or donations. If cash dies, there will be no such thing. I've mentioned those realities on this show before, but here's a couple items I had not considered. People in abusive situations are often financially reliant on their abuser. If cash is removed, their way out will be that much harder or close to impossible. Elderly, blind, and people with disabilities will struggle. Many people can't or don't know how to use technology. They would also be vulnerable to scams and other technological difficulties. If you want to access to funds, you will need the latest devices and software to enable payments. If you are not a very tech-savvy person, this could become a big problem. It is also extremely expensive and inconceivable for some households. You won't be able to leave your home without some sort of device. Cash protects you from being at the mercy of electronic forms of payments during power outages and looming high energy costs. This is a no-brainer, yes? Go to Monica Smith, uh, the word Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A-S-M-I-T dot com, monicasmith.com slash keep hyphen cash hyphen alive. Number two. The abrupt pullout of troops in Afghanistan and thus leaving the Taliban heavily armed is one of the most egregious things President Coloring Book has done during his brief three years of his tyranny. Here is Mark Schmitz, father of Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, who was left behind to die while his father drops the hammer on Biden at a House Foreign Affairs Committee meeting live on C-SPAN regarding that horrific day that destroyed 13 American families. Let them have it. Not a single person has been held accountable. Our so-called leader can't seem to even utter their names in public, not even once. Mr. Biden has run his entire political campaign for 50 years as the family man. Well, I've got news for you, sir. The curtain has been lifting, and that campaign slogan will never work again. We have seen what's going on in your family, and even worse, we've seen how you've been treating us as Gold Star families. And there couldn't be anything more disgusting and cowardly than the way you have treated us. You are a disgrace to this nation. You have no business having ultimate command over our military. And I regret not saying that to your face when I had the opportunity in Dover. I felt it more, light, more important to bite my tongue. But I also had more important things on my mind at that time, like receiving my son's lifeless body stateside. While I stood there on the tarmac, watching you check your watch over and over again. All I wanted to do was shout out, it's two fucking 30, asshole. But out of respect to the other grieving families, I bit my tongue once again. Well, as you could probably tell by now, I'm done biting my tongue. You, sir, stole their lives, their futures, their dreams, and have ripped apart 13 families you cannot even man up and admit that. You, sir, gave us all the title Gold Star Family. You, sir, discredit honor and integrity.
number three. I love meat. All of it. Steak, beef, pork, lamb, duck, especially lamb and duck. I've also eaten venison, elk, wild boar, camel, goat, bison, ostrich, and my all-time but hard-to-find favorite, emu. I get all my meat from local farmers. It involves going to three different locations for it, but it's so worth it in taste, value, and good health. I saw this post from Wellness7Warrior on Instagram, and it scratched me right where I itch. It had various photos touting the glory that is meat, including (laughs) a picture of a beautiful flat iron steak with the caption, supposedly this cow was farting a lot and ruining the environment. I ate it. You're welcome. Be a hero. Eat meat. Another picture of cows grazing with this. I'm a vegetarian, a secondhand vegetarian. Animals eat the vegetables for me. A meme with a picture of comedian Zach Galifianakis saying, Dear vegetarians, if you're trying to save the animals, why are you eating their food? How about this picture of a steak on a barbecue grill? It says, My personal trainer said I should burn some fat. I'm working on it. This conversation between a vegan and a meat eater. The vegan says, You know, that chicken you're eating had a family. The meat eater says, That's why I ordered the family bucket. No one gets left behind. And by the way, why do vegans assume all animals had families? What, because they gave birth to another animal? If only they cared that much about human families. You know what? Bonus material time. One of my all-time favorite bands, especially to see live, is the Reverend Horton Heat. If you like rockabilly and old-school country, even heavy metal, and a 35-year touring band that always delivers for a very affordable price that appeals to all ages, this is the band for you. I've seen them five times and talk about a diverse crowd. You'll see plenty of pompadours and pinup girls, grandparents with their grandkids, watching true pros give an intimate show. So, to go along with this last pro thing... For the Meat Eaters, I present to you the Reverend Horton Heat. Eat steak, eat steak, eat a big old steer. Eat steak, eat steak, do we have one deer? Eat beef, 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 it's a mighty good food. It's a great A meal when I'm in the Cowpokes will come from the near and far when you throw a few ribeyes on the farm. Roberta Duran ain't two before a fight, cause it gives a mighty man an awful lot of mighty mind. Eat steak, eat steak, eat a big old steer. Eat steak, eat steak, do we have one deer? Eat beef, eat beef, it's a mighty good food. It's a great A meal when I'm in the mood. Eat meat, eat meat, filet mignon. Eat meat, eat meat, eat it all day long. Hot off the grill. Eat steak, eat steak, eat a big old steer. Eat steak, eat steak. Do we have one deer? Eat beef, eat beef. It's a mighty good food. It's a great day meat when I'm in the mood. Eat a cow, eat a cow, cause it's good for you. Eat a cow, eat a cow. It's a thing that goes.
slaughterhouse yard Gotta hit him in the head, gotta hit him real hard First you gotta clean it, then the butcher cuts it up Throws it on a scale, throws an eyeball in a cup Saw a big bravest steer standing right over there So I wrestled up a fire, kept a medium rare Barbecued his brisket, roasted his rump Fed my dogs with a bravest steer's hump Eat steak, eat steak, eat a big old steer Eat steak, eat steak, do we have one deer? Eat beef, eat beef, it's a mighty good food It's a great A meal when I'm in ways to reach me on social media and my email go to lusantini.com my driver comedy special is at drybarcomedy.com slash l-o-u-s copy and paste the link from whatever platform you listen on and send it to a fellow pro or an amateur that is doing life wrong and leave a review amateur nation is not just a podcast it's a movement remember amateurs we see you you're not at home don't do life wrong go pro don't be an amateur for Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big, major production. I can handle things, I'm smart. I'm like everybody's 